Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop the Chemist Warehouse August catalogue and find Draca Noir 100ml now just $49.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempi for breakfast on SNZ Monday, the 1st of August. Happy 1st of the month. How good is the Commonwealth Games? Well, just watching the weightlifting. Vesta Villamon. Villalon, sorry. Villalon, he's uh, just... Oh, he's just lifted 126 kilos. And then this guy from Samoa's just walked out. And wow, he's an absolute tank. <laughs> How big is he, Kempi? You reminded me of you, mate. <laughs> Cut it out. I wish, man. When he Look walked at his shoulders and arms on him. I just thought, mate, he's just lifting up a couple of sacks of tuttle there. Is that a, he made it look that easy. So he's, he's obviously up there as a favourite. But, um, mate, yeah, you're right. There's so much going on at the moment. You don't know where to look. No. <laughs> It's all ha- I was loving last night, me and the wife, were, we're lying in bed and we're watching the track cycling and then we went to watch the artistic uh, gymnastics with Ethan Dick, he was uh, competing in that, uh, watching Elise Andrews just absolutely destroy the sprinting, man it's awesome, great to see the Kiwis and, and all these athletes around the world competing and now we're watching Vesta Villalon in the men's 73kg weightlifting competition so we'll keep you up to date throughout the morning we've got lewis clebert he has already won a gold medal in the 400 meter individual medley he's got a race at two uh 628 this morning men's 200 meter butterfly final and there's a few more after that we've got tupu naufi josh vilma and cameron gray throughout the morning plus the seven so big morning of sport kempi how was your weekend 
Yeah, not too bad. Uh, obviously, uh, called the game on Friday night, the Melbourne Warriors game. It was a good game, actually. Good call by Sammy Hewitt. Mm. Uh, did a really good job. Him and Steph. Steph got uh, Craig Bellamy at the end of the game to comment on, on SENZ, you know, for, for sideline comments. It was funny, mate, because we, we saw Craig Bellamy walk out. We said, get, get bellyache, mate. Go on, get, he reckons he's standing behind him saying, hey, Craig, and Craig's going, no. <laughs> hey Craig, come on, Craig. Can we just have have a minute? He's going no, no. Um, you know, because we got a press conference, you see. And he's yeah. and and Staffy mate just wouldn't wouldn't give in. And he said he said he got him when he said, "Oh look, everyone in New Zealand really would love to hear from you because we've been away for so long." And he ended up coming on and talking. So, <laughs> mate, it was really it was well done by Staff. Um, but it was yeah, a real good call. There's a lot of Staffs really good on the sideline. Um, mm. mate, he came up. Kamakamika, the Fijian, yeah? They, mm, one of yeah. his lines was, oh, he's a real big joy, um, Boy George fan. He, he loves Kamakamelia <laughs> like this. And, uh-huh. and then he just he rolled, he started rolling them out one after the other, all these little one-liners. I was just thinking, mate, it's fantastic um, listening on the radio. So we had quite a few people comment about the, the um, call, a few, few texters saying that they had us tuned in on their radio, watching their tally. So SENZ, Are obviously. Are you sure it was way... Are you sure it was Bellamy? Yeah, we know it was Bellamy. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it was Bellamy, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, Steph, I, yeah, so yeah, have you heard that? The Wayne Bennett one? Mate, when, they, yeah. when Sam got me got me that um, clip. and Sounded exactly like him. Mate, I, I was gone too. I was going, mate, that's yeah. Wayne Bennett. Same. <laughs> but if you haven't had a chance to have a listen to that, go, go and have a listen to Steph. He gets done by, by, a, by a Wayne Bennett clone on okay. Friday. It was it was funny, mate. So yeah, no big big weekends, sort of big day Friday. You know, son um, got accepted onto the bar as a lawyer, and so he's a qualified was lawyer. That, barrister. Oh, mate, great day, really, really good day. Had fun. I come up from Taranaki. Um, you know, we're all sitting down, took them all out to lunch, and then caught up again on Saturday. Um, just as have have a little bit of a fun afternoon um, out at Deep Creek you're, you're on shout? the shore. Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, make sure everyone's happy, eh? So, um, no, he's good. And then cooked him a roast dinner for tea last night. So I spent my whole weekend with my son, actually. It was really cool. Really, really cool. Oh, well done, mate. Proud father moment, no doubt. We'll get to Louis shortly. I just thought Louis on Saturday. I was a bit worse for wear when he, him and Shannon rocked over. We apologise for that. Uh, The Dag household was a little bit slow on Saturday uh, morning. But good to see Louis. Mandy delivered him a nice wee package to... Keep his tummy full uh, earlier on in the morning, eh? Hey, Louis. Yeah, it was great. Hey, did we? Did you meet? We got a gold. We just got a gold. Corbin Strong in the men's scratch race, in the cycling. Yeah, the so, cycling's on fire. That's. Oh, was that that? Did he? Did he win that? Uh, yeah. Um, gold medal for. I was watching that. Yeah, so that's that's our sixth cycling gold. Um, so this literally just happened. But yeah, yeah, Mandy delivered a little um, little McCafe. Oh, so good on the mail run just to get me through. Delicious, yeah. And we, and look, Kimpy, went down there to Dagville. We Tilly, you're like, she's got a broken leg, but you wouldn't know it. She's no. just like flying around, just like, I'm like, can you stop moving so fast? You're making me anxious. She's like, my leg's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tilly, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't even oh, do geez. that again. <laughs> she's a bossy old thing, mate. I've been dominated all weekend, all weekend. And Louis witnessed it firsthand. Yep, she she just gets on her little her little bum and she just like pulls herself along the ground. Yeah, like, like, her cast is a, is bad, eh, Louis? Like you've seen her cast, it looks like 
It's just been, it looks like it's been on for about like two three months. Years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so dirty. And it's ripped. It's coming apart. Like she's getting an x-ray today. And I'm going to be going, what have you been doing? It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Tilly, little Tilly. No, it was good to see you, Louis. And um, awesome work, mate. I know you, you had a pretty awesome weekend. And maybe you'll share that news a bit later on. But yeah, one day. One day, anyway. Uh, big show today. Big show today. Straight off the bat, we'll start the show with a with a bang as we chat to Hayden Wild after his agonising silver medal in the triathlon. He has appealed the decision, so we'll see where that decision is at. I know it's uh, tough. We've been w- watching the footage, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go and where they're at. But he's got another team's mixed relay uh, earlier on this morning, uh, tomorrow morning, sorry, and uh, that'll be taking place. So he's still got one more event left. But it was great to catch up with Hayden Wild, uh, Louis. Do you know where we're at with that decision? No, oh, no, I don't actually. I look. I was no. reading that it was going to take thirty days to like the decision, uh, which is just insane. But we'll ask Hayden. Mm. We'll say, are you at peace with it? Um, of course, he's yeah. not. Hundred, hundred percent, he's not. He should never have been given that penalty, mate. And well, in such a tight race too, you know, like why Kempi? Like why would they have done it? Like what? That's what I don't understand. Like why would they make that call? You get, you, get weeks, you, get, you get ten weeks suspension for calling them, calling the officials that word. <laughs> We've already had that enough on this show. Why'd get Brandon you, Smith over there, you reckon? Why'd you call it? Like why'd you why why'd you ruin the race? Because it was such a good race, you know, to penalise him. Enough so he couldn't couldn't um, have a so shot at the goal. Lost by thirteen seconds, eh? Mate. Lost by thirteen seconds. Had to stop for ten seconds. Yes, well, you just ruined the you just ruined yeah. the, the the spectacle, the theatre mm. that we were about to see, you know, unfold. So, mate, I um yeah, it's unlucky, Hayden. That's all I can say. Unlucky. Yeah, we'll have a chat to him after seven o'clock. If you've got any questions for him, no doubt, Brett, justice for Hayden as he's changed his Twitter handle. Old Brett from Huntley, Justice for Hayden. So he'll have some questions for uh, Hayden Wild. He's after 7 o'clock. And then following that, UFC 277 was a tough day for our Kiwi fighters as Blood Diamond and Kai Cutter France went down in their respective fights. Alex Behunen. Behunen, Louis? Yes. Took me a while. I was having to get my confidence. Alex Behunen <laughs> will join the show. He's been on our show before, and he'll break down all the fights in the fight card as Amanda Nunes gets back to be the queen of the bantamweight in the women's division. So she put on an absolute clinic. Now, Juliana Pena, though, she fought right to the end. And honestly, all I could think about was her kid, seeing her mum bleeding all over that octagon, man. Mm. Oh, my. There was some blood everywhere. Do they not stop the fight for blood? Like, I was thinking, man, that's pretty bad. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Mate, you know you know what it's like when you get a whack in the nose and how hard it is to stop the blood coming out. You know, like if you're in, a, in the middle of a mm. ring, imagine that, in the middle of the ring, you get a smack in the nose. You can't say, like, train and get out here and poke, you know, put them cotton wool buds up my nose because it's just going to you know, stream blood for the next five minutes. That's, oh, I guess, one of the scariest things when you're watching UFC is you don't know where that blood's coming from half the time. Mm. Well, yeah, it was. Oh, it was one stage like her open wound, <laughs> like her head, her forehead was split open. Her face was like face down on the mat, and like her mm. open wound was kind of get dragged along. I was just like, "This is <laughs> really, oh. really hard to watch." Uh, and you're right, like the kids in the arenas—they're a different breed <laughs> over there. 
But uh, mate, that UFC was crazy. That that was an awesome fight, though. Awesome main event from uh, from the women's division. And uh, she's back. The Lioness is back on top. So we'll talk to Alex about that for sure. And then after eight, Alex Chapman, News Hub reporter who is on the ground at Birmingham. We'll talk all things Commonwealth Games. Brett's coming through. The mix relay was this morning. Came forth. Sorry, Brett. Yep, missed that one. So we'll have a chat to uh, Hayden Wild about that as well. And then the, to finish off the show, we're going to have a chat to Kempi to wrap round 20 of the NRL. Storm back on the horse against the Warriors. Tigers and the Bulldogs. Hey, Doggies. and the Bulldogs. Mate, the what about the Tigers, <laughs> mate, against Brisbane? I know. And I've gone and I... said last week, Brisbane are the smoky. It's <laughs> like just putting the nail. You know, put a nail in their coffin, mate. The ti- and the Tigers yeah. didn't look like losing that one, you know. So the Doggies, mate, they, they, that speech really wore off on them. Daggy, well done. You've got them up. They're going to get a couple more wins as the season. But I tell you what, the Tigers win. I text Sammy Hewitt mm. straight after it, and I said, well, now the Warriors need to be worried because mm. generally they actually look really good. I think they're going to get a couple more wins now that they've moved Luke Brooks out and they've started their new halfback and their shape's Is, is that right. the change? Is uh, that the change you think? Because so, what's going on here? They were horrible at the start of the year, but they've made a few changes. Um, well, he played really well. To, to, the, the kid that came in in the in the halfback spot played really, really well. Unfortunately, Jackson uh, Hastings got his ankle broken in a in a was that third tackle that comes in. You know how we've been talking about, like, get rid of the third tackler because it's really dangerous. Mm. You know, there's a couple of real um, big incidents on the weekend. One was on Joseph Tarpanu at Canberra. Now, he got flipped up on his head from a third tackler coming in um, behind him. And But Jackson Hastings got uh, Paddy Carrigan sat on his, sat on his ankle and, and as the two defenders up top pushed him backwards, it, his his leg couldn't handle the pressure. So uh, he's done for the season. That, and that's a real big loss for for the Tigers. But yeah, the, the change, the halfback change at work, I don't, I don't um, see Luke Brooks being at the that's Tigers uh, for too much longer. I think he'll move on. That's New Brown, eh? The guy, Fatamon New, New Brown. Brown's from down in Christchurch. That's right. So he, he's, yeah, a young, yeah. he's a young halfback that went over there. He's, played, he's been over there for quite a while. Mate, he's going real well at hooker. Mm. Like mm. He's, scoring, he's scoring a try a week at the moment, getting out of dummy half, so close to the line. That's his little go. Um, but yeah, another Tigers, mate. Oh, geez, I'm a little bit worried. I'm stuck a little bit worried. You know, <laughs> the only thing they can save is my Newcastle Knights, mate. mate they can they can win anything at the moment. You know, they get <laughs> they uh apparently they were having emergent emergency meetings with their coach. So we might hear more about the Newcastle coach later on today. He could beautiful, be gone. Big show. He could be gone. Big show today. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We'd love to hear from you. Jonathan's already come through. Doctors. Stoppages, but no blood stoppages, homies. Oh, cheers, Jonathan. You're up nice and early. That's, that's funny. Here we go. Another one from Richie. Is he? Every weekend, decisions made by officials, uh, by officials, whether they be on-field or off-field, decisions are contentious or straight-out ridiculous. Officials are con- constantly beginning to impact sport negatively in a wide range of sport. I guess an adapted old saying is true, that being you can't live with them, but you are. Oh, that being, you can't live with them, but you can't live without them. Although, I guess it gives you something to talk about. Richie, appreciate it. Yes, officials are well and truly needed, but sometimes we love them, sometimes we can't stand them, Louis. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'm going, on the back of Richie. Can't wait question of the day.
As Corbin Strong goes up top of the podium, the New Zealand National Anthem plays there over at Birmingham in the Velodrome. What a what a time they are having in the Velodrome, the Kiwi cyclists, on the back of a lot of pressure from, um, well, we, we know how much pressure cycling New Zealand's been under. So I know Alex Chapman's been in the Velodrome over the weekend, so he can touch on that after 8 o'clock. But Richie, officials and technology in officiating in sport... My can't wait question of the day today, I'll try and strip it back and make it as simple as possible, but there's a lot of nuance here. Do we need more officials or less officials? Which way do we go? Where's the answer? Do you need more people watching cameras and more footage, and do we need to implore and uh, use technology more and make sure that we are doing this right and we are resourced to the wazoo and we are doing this all the way? Or do we need to strip everything back and have less officials and live and die by the results when they are incorrect? Because you will miss things. But is having people Hawkeye watching your helmet being unclipped live time to try and get the result right, is that the way to do it? And is that what all sports should be going towards? With TMOs, 4MOs, 5MOs, 6MOs, (laughs) how many match officials do we want? More or less? Mm. More officiating or less officiating? Which is the answer? Which road, road, which path do we go down as we try and... Because, Richie, you're right. Every weekend, there's a controversial call now, and there's more sport than ever. But a lot of it comes... And that, man, that guy from Samoa is absolutely jacked. He has weapons on his arms in the weightlifting. That, uh, you're so right, he's got licences for them. He is an absolute <laughs> freak. That is a huge little man. Anyway... More or less officiating. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennard's higher phone line. Izzy Kempi, have a deep think on this one, and we'll come oh, back with I'm your stuck. answer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Weigh it up. Twenty minutes past six here with the Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Talking officiating after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, there's a lot of sport going on this morning. A um, shout-out to the Sale GP and Kiwi team. First time they've ever made a podium race. They qualified for that, and they've won it. They've won their first event out of 10 in Plymouth. So well done, Pete and Blair and the whole team over there. Back here, we're talking about refereeing. And I'm trying to work out, boys, do we need more or less officials? Joe is in Gizzy. We'll get to him in a second. But, Kempi, Izzy, have you guys had a think about this? Less. I think less. For me, um, I think we've got to a situation where there's too many eyes, too many voices involved in the game that are having a huge impact on the game, and we're slowing down the game. So ball and play, particularly with rugby, and I'm meaning like we're obviously talking about a lot of officiating here, but I just think that there's two more. We go back to the old days, mate, when there was one ref, there's a couple of touch judges, and uh, they had their little influence. So for me, I'd love to see less. Less refereeing, less officiating, less influence on the game from people that are in a camera booth. There is a, a place for them, particularly when there's a time when you've got to look for a try where you've got, that's going to have a huge effect on the game, but not throughout the entire game. The referees that sat on the park, he should be the one doing it. So less for me. Kempi, you? Well, mate, I can only talk about rugby league. We had an, we had an incident on the weekend um, where the bunkers came on. Robbie, are you able to play that? And if there's a knock-on. Oh, come on. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we are looking the, sooner at five the, different... bunk, the sooner they get rid of the bunker, the better. We are looking at five different things here, people. The first pass to Aitken. Then we're seeing if uh, 
Montoya was onside off a little kick from Pompey. Then we're seeing if Montoya knocked it on. And now we've got a knock on. I'll tell you what, Steffi, my blind grandmother sitting down there in row C in front of you, she saw that knock on half an hour ago. Mate, she did. She just bought me a hot dog and went away, got it, put the sauce on, brought it back to me, and they still hadn't made the decision. Thanks, Grandma. I'll tell you right now, the sooner they get rid of the bunker, the sooner they get rid of the captain's challenge, the better the game's going to be. Hear, hear to that, brother. There you go. Izzy, there's my answer. I'd, I'd, I think yeah. they need to get rid of both. I think they need to get rid of the captain's challenge. I, I watched on the weekend a team recover under so much pressure because they called a captain's challenge, and they knew they needed it just for rest. They didn't care whether they got it or not. Um, and the second one, the bunker, uh, honestly, common sense. There should be a common sense rule. As soon as you see the knock on, you call it. You know what I mean? And I, for me, I think what it does to the officiating, and we've actually got a, bun a, a bunch of fearful referees that don't want to make a decision. That's it. Like it's, sca yeah, it's scaring them out away. of the game. Yeah, it's taken it's mm -hmm. taking their accountability out of the way because they're going, well, I'm not going to make the decision. I'm going to blame the guy upstairs. Like It's just ridiculous. So um, for me, Louis, nah, get rid of it. Get rid of all that officiating. I think we need more. Um, we need Joe, and I'll tell you what we do need. We need Joe from Gizzy on the line. He'll have an opinion on this. Morena, Joe. How you doing? Morena, boys. Well, we had a pretty tough weekend. My horse lost. My dog lost. My warriors lost. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, and then my 10-time multi loss with, uh, with our girls losing uh, in the seven. So I'm drinking some pretty stiff coffee this morning. But uh, talking about what you're talking about, Look at the weekend, uh, Keith. I'm right with you. We need we need technology in the game. And look what happened. So you go up to the you go up to Europe, the Community Shield on the weekend. They got VAR. They go back twice to a handball and an offside, and they award the goals, but the game stops. That's the problem. It slows the game down. Mm. You had two referees in your game, Kempi, for a while there. That didn't work. They tried it, didn't work. Pulled that out. Right. So what we're, what we're finding is that, unfortunately, a lot of the decisions with technology have results with people who punt. They have people who sponsor. They have people who have professional contracts. So there's a bit more to it than just, yeah, let's just get rid of the technology. And now I think that when you've got Hawkeye in uh, tennis and, and cricket, it makes it, you know, in cricket especially, it works. The technology, it works in tennis because you can see it definitively if it's in or out, okay? And they, and they bank on that. They say, this is what it is. This is what we're going with. We make human mistakes. And we all make mistakes. I mean, you know, some of us make mistakes of uh, supporting the Warriors for 26 years, you know? But what you've got to find is that, is that people make mistakes. So where, where are we? I think the bunker, rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Got three guys in there having a coffee. I don't even think they're watching the game, Kempe. <laughs> but I do think, you know, up in up in Europe in uh, in the third division, they're trialling a uh, technology with a chip in the ball, okay, and that that they are looking for the offside, and if the ball goes over the goal line. Now I watched the uh, the Bulldogs game, and I'll tell you what, there were some seriously dodgy forward passes in that game, Kempe. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Now, what, Joe, what, what we could do is if if we could put a chip in a rugby ball. Right, and stop the forward passes. That's the only bit of technology I'd love to use. Yeah, love it, Joe. Appreciate your passion there, mate. Boys, it's another gold. Mm.
just as Joe was talking yeah. there, Lewis Kleber's just won gold in the 200 metre butterfly final. Um, uh, so we're talking about technology. Well, Lewis Kleber doesn't need technology. He just goes fast. That is a golden morning. Corbin Strong into Lewis Kleber. Loving it. Beautiful. These medals are Noel, racking up. Now. 100 meter backstroke. Here we go. We could be in for a we could be in for a huge morning here. I was in Kempi for breakfast. Richie's come through. What a race, clever. Far too good. Oh wow! All of a sudden, that medal tally is starting to rack up real nice and good. Uh, with Noel Eamon. we'll give you the official update a little bit later in the show. Uh, Lewis Clever, what a freak! He went there with heavy ambitions. This this guy's going to have our next Olympic medal in the pool. Mark my words. What an absolute freak, boys. Six, 29 away from seven this morning. We had two gold medals in 31 minutes of being on air. They actually kept us on air all morning. Maybe it's us. Back after this. <laughs> <laughs> back after, I don't have the news for, uh, but combined together with Shaping and Building New Zealand, and we'll let you know exactly where we are at. And we'll also round off this uh, discussion around technology and officiating 28 away from seven. <laughs> CNZ, we are 24 away, 26 away from, oh no, Kempe, we've, we've gone down, we didn't see the one on the top lane there, we've got 26 away from 7, watching the Com games this morning, and it's a silver medal for Neufi in the backstroke, in the Paris swimming, uh, what an effort that is there though, and they are also stoked, oh it's brilliant to see them, and you just made the point, great to see the para-athletes going alongside the able-bodied athletes. Yeah, oh, no, how awesome, you know, getting them all in the in the pool there, all the support doing the same, um, during the same events, I think it's great, absolutely great. We're talking about technology and sport on double eight, double three, and less or more officiating was my can't wait question of the day. Is he John says less is more, mm. keep it simple. More equals more confusion. And that's probably fair, and that's where you were kind of leaning. I've kind of gone down the path that I think we're so far down it anyway, we actually just now need to like seriously invest and kind of go the whole hog and have robot, you know, like have mm. it actually automated. Like like chips in the bull. Like go full, go full technology. Take almost take the humans out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely love that shout for sure. I, I just think it's the voices, the voices that we're getting in the game, the different people that are coming through the airways and in the mics and and having their say and having their huge influence. Like you're, you're making a ref second guess himself. You're losing these refs' ability to uh, ref a game instinctively. And that's where I think we're getting to because of this technology and all the things that they're able to go to. We're losing their ability to really referee a game from their first instincts, and that's kind of where I want uh, the referees to get back to. But 100% would agree that there needs to be some sort of technology or help available to these refs in certain situations. In certain situations, not in every situation. That's I think where we're getting to at the moment. Every situation is being refereed. And we're going to uh, help from the from the video footage, 
where I think we don't need to, and that's where the uncertainty is. We don't need it every single time, but there is a time and a place for it. Yep, hear you loud and clear there, mate. Uh, and someone says, yes, a trajectory chip. I would invest in that baby's development. Um, and on the NRL for starters, scrap the bunker and the captain's challenge. It's doing my head in now, <laughs> says Simon. Simon, I think Kempi fully agrees with you there. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Uh, some good racing over the weekend, actually. Uh, congratulations to Michael McNabb, who finished his season on a massive high. Tony Pike and Pacific Dragon. Yeah, she's a, she's a lovely two-year-old, isn't she? And she's going to go on to some good things. So well done to, for them for taking out the rider stakes. Uh, today is the horses' birthdays. Happy birthday to all the horses out there. A year older. Oh, they all have the birthday on the same day, do they? Is that how it works? Yeah. I never knew that. Is it? I never knew that too. I had no idea. <laughs> so happy birthday, happy Cinerama. Birthday. Happy birthday, Just Ask Me. Yep. They're 14 and 15. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, no, so yeah, so the first of all, are you like serious, Louis? Do you think I'm obviously born? Do you think I'm one in your different day? <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> Louis, don't do this to me. Monday, double eight, double three. Am I winding Izzy up? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Now you got me questioning myself. No, it's um, yeah, the the new season starts today. This is it. So the season is officially done. We're now into the 2022. 2023 racing season so the premierships are all done Jamie Richards won that Michael Mc, uh, won the training one Michael McNabb won the jockeys one and the horses as of today this weekend Imperatrez and on the bubbles will step out as four year olds I'm pretty certain um, so yeah it's a happy birthday to all of the horses and there is some good racing this weekend they've got the Winter Cup down there at Rickerton Park which Kempe is a great race as you know uh, it's a great mile race it's very you know for the heavy trackers the, the Grand National the Carnival down there uh, and up at Ruakaka where hopefully gee the weather's been pretty gnarly around the country but hopefully that sandy track comes back and it's okay and we're going to have some nice ones. Dragon Leap, I think, was potentially going to be up there on the bubbles and maybe Imperatries even. So we'll, we'll touch base with some trainers earlier in the week and uh, later in the week and try and work out exactly where those horses are going. Loveracing.nz to go have a look at the calendar. Now we're waiting for the Tall Blacks. They just had their session delayed to start their three times three uh, game against... I can't remember who they're playing, but it's just up there. They're not far away. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Then the women are going to play the British Virgin Islands at the Com Games. We've got the Black Fern Sevens and the All Black Sevens playing off for bronze at about 7 a.m. Pretty disappointing, Kempe. I, I saw um, yep. Sarah Hidani absolutely gutted. They, well, they all were afterwards, and, you know, the... Mm. they were actually... Um, they should have had the, had the win, and... They made a break, and one of the girls. I don't know if you saw the the game, the West Tigers game, uh, the Cowboys game last night. Uh, the the back row had his hair pulled back from a try. He got he actually got dragged back by his hair. But the same thing happened in the sevens. Mm. Porsche and Porsche got. Porsche. Her, she had mm. these extensions put in. Mm. Like, a, 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 like you couldn't really work it out when you're watching the game. But you're going, well, Porsche's dyed the the ends of her hair blonde. But when the camera went up close, they braided extensions, and they're really long. Well, she went through. And the winger reached out and grabbed her, grabbed the extensions and pulled her back, and got they got a penalty. But that was the that was a trot that was a trot um, winning try that would have got them through the final. So they were pretty devastated afterwards, all walking around. The same with the, the men's sevens, um, disappointing mm. that game there where they uh, they probably should have won it. But 
couldn't couldn't get it in the end. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit gutted for the, for both the sevens. I, I like watching the sevens. Yeah. yeah, tough old slog, tough old slog. But hey, we'll chase bronze, and we'll watch that at about seven o'clock after we try and see who wants to go to the Gold Coast, eh, Louis? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the we're gonna we're gonna do that now. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Come through and get in touch because we want to send somebody to the Gold Coast five hundred. And all you got to do is take on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster. And the other little bit of important information here for the quiz, the other sad news this morning, Bill Russell, absolute legend, yeah. passed away. Mm. I think 88, he was um, one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the sport and humanitarian as well. So 18 away from 7, it's a very, very busy Monday morning here in Izzy in Kempe for breakfast. We'll try to keep you updated throughout the morning without losing the plot. And we'll be back with Quizzy Dag after this. <laughs> On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Let's go, let's go, let's wrap straight into it. We're going to get to Simon from Auckland. Oh, there we go, something's smashing. Let's smash this quiz out, eh? Let's go. Simon, morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, very well, thank you. Hope you ever had a great weekend so far. Let's start the week off well, eh? Good luck. Question number one. How many comms games medals have the New Zealand team won so far? Hope that's updated. Yeah. Can I get a clue on that? I'm not too sure, to be fair. <laughs> the, clue, the, clue <laughs> keep, the clue keeps changing. It was Bruce. Oh. It was Bruce Robinson when we did the quiz, but now we're into the reserves, mate. That's all I'm going to give you because it's in the reserves. Oh. Um, we'll go 16 then. Ooh. Close, 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 Simon, mate. <laughs> that was a tough one. That was a tough start. Have a good day, mate. Going to go to John from Christchurch. Morning, John. G'day, how's it going, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very, very well. Question number one, how many comms games medals has the New Zealand team won so far? Oh, I think it's 17. 17 is correct. There you go. Question number two. Little, I think it's a, a bunch of gold. Like, imagine you're in Gringotts, you know, the, the Harry Potter um, ah. bank, and you just get a bunch of gold medals, and it's just a... Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, sweet. Nice, thank you. Love that little touch. <laughs> Love that little touch from Louis Herman Watt. Here we go. Question number two. Where was this morning's F1 event held? 
Um, on a racetrack. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Brilliant. Question number three. <laughs> How many wins in a row have Northern Kahu won in the Tohihi Basketball League? Uh, three. Get out of here, John, you larrikin. Thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> All right. Who we got there? Richie Upaha. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, morning. Where was this morning's F1 event held? Give us the real answer. Not on the track. It was on the track, but where was the track? It was on the oh, it was on the track as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you all got your funny pants on this morning. I love it. Question number three. How many wins in a row have Northern Kahu won in the Tohihi Basketball League? So undefeated, I think. Nine? Nine is correct. Question number four. During Bill Russell's 13-year playing career, how many NBA titles did he win? Eleven. Ooh, Eleven. Very good. Bang. All right, question number five. Who won Eng- Who won English football's Community Shield yesterday? Oh, what's that? Gum club in Liverpool? Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dumb club Liverpool. Thank you. Yeah, Liverpool. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Liverpool. Yeah, I was just waiting for a little rebuttal from, from Kez, but he's just gone quiet. Anyway, well done, Richie, you won. Correct. Cheers, boys. One. Just like Lewis, coming from behind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was steaming yeah. over top of him. He's just gone up on there and uh, sung the national anthem. He said that if he got up on top of the podium and he had the Kiwi anthem play, he was going to sing it, and he, and he has. So what a legend. Lewis Kleber. And we actually just won another gold in the pool as well, Kimby. You saw that, you were Hawkeye, and that was another Kiwi trying to, and he just did it on the line as well. Oh, mate, unbelievable finish. Did you see that, Is the breaststroke? No, no, I didn't, no, no. I'm watching the Sanborn Sevens team. Joshua Wilmer, uh, it was, wasn't it? Josh- he, w- he was, he would He would have been oh, three quarters of a body length behind on the turn and got mm. him by a fingertip to touch down for first, no. so... Uh, the Kiwi's on fire this morning. Honestly, Good honestly, is he? Yeah, you know, there's six TVs in here, mate. You can't you can't keep up. You turn your head one way, and then there's someone's winning a gold medal over somewhere else. So. Well, he, here's the rule for the week. If you hear this, that means we've medaled. All right. So any time, any interview, any point, any off the back fence, like it. We've got a medal. We'll come back and explain what it is. We've had three golds this morning. The uh, tall black three on three are up. Four, they're down all by two points in their game this morning as well. We'll update you on that and get to this last message here. After this, it's seven, six minutes away from seven. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, we're not far away from seeing the sevens teams go for bronze over there at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, text here from Richie. How cool is it seeing Dame Sophie's excitement on the side of the pool with all these medal results? Yeah, she is absolutely loving it. Two golds in the pool this morning and a silver as well. Don't forget 
about that. And here's from Steve, a massive shout-out to the Monaco Rovers in the Auckland Cup Premier Rugby Comp, beating Varsity in the semi-final. Unbelievably, they were down 19-0 with less than 15 to go, only to level the score the game on full-time. The conversion ceiling that went off to the Gallagher Shield final. It's been 49 years since they played in the final against Ponsonby next Saturday. My mate Nigel was playing for Varsity, is he? And I heard about this, and I haven't messaged him about it yet because they will be salty. But shout-out, Monaco. <laughs> be salty, all right, mate. Love the club footy roundup. Special shout-out to Darfield boys. I spoke about it last week. They won their first Coleman Shield. Yeah. 118 years. Well done to all the club winners. Coming up, we're going to talk to Hayden Wild. Going to go get a cafe, McCafe about now. But here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Got you covered with Elastoplast rigid strapping tape at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from $7.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Monday, the 1st of August. The women's bronze medal has just kicked off. We'll keep you up to date with the uh, the seven skills as they hopefully chase bronze. They're facing Canada. It's all going ahead. But right now, we're going to talk some triathlon with our man out of the UK. We've been in his camp for a long way, heading into these games. The boy from the bay with a huge ticker. And Hayden Wild showed that all weekend long, putting in some huge shifts to come away with a hard-earned silver in the individual triathlon and a team result of fourth overnight. He's always willing to jump on the phone with the lads. Hayden, how you doing, brother? Oh, Izzy, it's, I'm always good when I'm talking to you, mate. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, mate. Uh, obviously, fourth this morning, just missing out on the, on the medals. But, mate, that aside, how, how's the games been for you in... And the fellow athletes around you, you enjoying it? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely loving it. It's great to just to be in camp with uh, with an invite, just in the environment with the other athletes, and uh, kind of just like thrive off each other, and you just want the best for everyone. And uh, you know, for me, it's great to to see the you know the seven bo- the seven lads and the seven ladies. Um, I go to the gym with them every Tuesday, and uh, one thing that always pops up to me is when um, old Sam Dickinson uh, asked me to come uh, spot him when he was. Um, <laughs> when he was benching 140 and uh, I was like, mate, are you sure, mate? Cause this is highly dangerous. <laughs> he got to his fourth rep and I think I had all 140 kgs and I thought we were both going to die. So uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's great. It's great to be in camp with everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Hayden. <laughs> hey mate, take us oh, back to the individual. Yeah. You were dead set flying out there. Did you feel as good um, as you have been in preparation? 
Oh, mate, I've, I felt better. Uh, I had the sum of my life, and I can tell you what, my coach and uh, every single individual on that start line had no clue what just happened of what sort of swim I had. Uh, normally a little bit behind on the swim, but to, to come out third and to get on the breakaway was not part of the plan at all. Um, but the plan was actually to break away on the bike, and, uh, yeah, we, we got a good gap of 20 seconds working with... Uh, team uh, um, contabriate uh, Taylor Reed, and uh, getting on the run the plan was to um, yeah uh, make Alex work um, to catch me on the first lap and catch me in the last kilometer of the first uh, of the last lap sorry uh, felt great in the last 800 meters but as everyone knew I had a penalty and uh, you know the, the, the deed was done um, to secure a silver but um, you know to come away with a silver um, and and um, is, is one of the proudest moments you can kind of feel. So uh, it was great to contest for the goal, but as I said, did everything I could mm. to, to bring home the goal, but just yeah, had, had an unfortunate mishap. Well, I want to commend you on the way you've, you've handed yourself over this unfortunate mishap. It's been you know in the headlines throughout New Zealand, and we've, we've heard your comments uh, talking about that situation, where are we at with the decision Do you, and, and the appealing situation? Have we got any more information you could share with us, or is anything yeah, it's, come, it's come a, from, from the appeal? It's a, it's a new pro. Yeah, it's it's a new process. Um, it, it's actually up to the le- level two of World Triathlon now, um, and it's mm. just going through that. But you know, I just want to make it massively clear uh, that this has nothing to do with Alex at all. You know, we're actually yeah. a, extremely great mates. Um, uh, behind the scenes um, and you know I had a chat with him about it um, and I had a chat with my coaches and it was actually um, you know they were all all agreeing so I should protest and it's actually not to take his gold medal away at all um, if the best case scenario we both get a double goal but I think that at the end of the day like it's just um, it's just one of those things where for the for personally for us we didn't get to you know have an awesome shindig um, sprint at the yeah. end, but it, it also yeah. it was it was it was gutting for the fans and the supporters around that they didn't get to see such an amazing finish, uh, and you could see that on Alex's face when he crossed the line that it just didn't feel like he he won that medal uh, rightly, um, and he he was truly gutted and I was truly gutted, but you know we we showed each other you know sportsmanship and respect and um, you know I love his work and um, I think there's going to be many more battles like that to come, but yeah, that's that's where it is at the moment, and hopefully we can get that overturned. But if not, hey, like Silver, you can't complain with that. Well, we've been talking about technology this morning. Sorry, we've just been talking about technology this morning. Do you, do you feel like there's enough technology? There's and there's too many voices having their say in the way that things are being refereed. Like, do you think this is a pretty pedantic? kind of thing that they've gone to? Oh, I feel like it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you what, it, it, it does, doesn't help when it was a uh, when it was a UK official, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, um, I think we need, I, I think we need to actually get B, uh, BC back on the, uh, back on the chat and um, ask him how we get this nip, nip technology of, uh, you know, when they slow down the replays on, a, on an edge. Um, you know, I, I really needed that to actually show the official that uh, I actually unclipped my helmet after I mounted my bike. Um, so mm. you know, because actually the the helmet clicks when you when you get it off. So oh, get, the clicko, clip get the clicko meter. I would have been as safe as houses, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'll, well, don't oh. worry, Hayden. If if that's what you're saying, the review should prove that right. Then there's going to be a change to that medal um, tally, mate. The um, Alex Yu and yourself are. Uh, battling it out at the moment is this is this what we're looking to uh, towards in the future is the is 
as you guys get on and the years get under your belt that you two are just going to be um, going for gold in every race that you race against each other? Yeah, like it's a really, it's, you know, we're both on such a high at the moment and, um, you know, it's it's a weird thing to say, but like we are, um, you know, uh, if we come off the bike with everyone where it's, it's you know, I hate, I hate saying it, but like we're just, him and I, it's just a battle between him and I normally. I think everyone kind of knows it, but I think people got also got to get out of that mindset. Like, you know, we are, if we're not undefeatable, we can be defeated. Um, but at the moment, mm. I think Alex and I are just so, um competitive with each other you know he you know he's the sort of guy that gets me up in the morning and wants to be a, be, a better athlete so um you know it's the last i think six races we've had it's literally come down to a sprint finish and we we swim the same i'm probably a little bit strong on the bike but he's obviously got the group to work with and we run extremely similar so you know we're so close it's uh it just makes things so interesting and exciting and um the future is looking exciting between a very good rivalry well, mate, now you've had a little bit of time to you know, assess your, you know, the way you went about your your events. Um, what are some of the things that you would love to do better? You want to do better going forward? Any areas that you're really going to focus on heading into the future? Yeah, like um, it, it's you know for me like um, one of my massive one of my biggest goals uh, in in, the, in triathlon was to nail that swim and. To actually nail it and the Commonwealth Games was was fantastic. Like I, I knew I, I was I was capable of having a good swim, but I think it's just always been a mental block. And I think having just having that one good swim has just mentally opened up such an, a new pathway for me. Um, and you know I repeated it again um, today where I was second out of the water. And for me, like saying this just, this just doesn't happen to me like i'm normally 30 seconds 20 <laughs> seconds out of the water behind the leader so that's i need for me i need to you know continue to tell myself mentally that you know you can do this and to be a little bit more confident in myself and my ability and just go for it uh i was real proud of how i kind of raced and how i i guess conducted myself um of how you know in this situation and um i think as an athlete like um you know you're always looking for those marginal gains and i just want to be better every single day how do i beat alex that's the the number one question i think i might have to get on the get on the track and start doing some sprints with the boys but um uh, i'm just always learning always always excited nice. and um of the flame is always burning bright and uh, hopefully i can continue this great form to the end of the year mate nick nick Gill reckons you're a fish so you, you must go right in the water what about lewis clearbit mate <laughs> Um, he's on another oh, level, mate, isn't he? I need to get some tips off that, mate. I need to get some <laughs> tips off that, boy. Like, getting a double gold. She who? Get giddy up, boys. But, like, it's kind of hard because, like, Nick Gill, he kind of swims with a piano on his shoulders, in a way, you know? And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got great respect for Nick Gill today. He's a great man. He's, he's been getting my ass into the gym, and it's been great. And uh, he got, finally got some SNC on, so it's been, it's been good. Nice, mate. Oh, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna let you get back to it. What, what do you got planned for the next couple of weeks or the next couple of days? Are you just gonna sit back and enjoy? Yeah, sit back and enjoy, watch some great sport, and um, you know, have a laugh with some uh, some close family, some my loved one, uh, my girlfriend. She's here supporting, and yeah, just enjoy the um, the, the what has to offer cute. with events. <laughs> that was a cute little photo. Your number one fan, mate. Love it. Oh, Love it, Hayden. Appreciate tell it. You what. All right, cheers, Izzy. You'll go, you'll, you'll go well cheers, at the Black Clash, mate, halfway down the pitch. Anyway, well done, mate, Hayden. We appreciate you coming on the show, boy. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Take care. All right, see you later, Take boys. care and, and all the best, eh? Hey.
There he is. Hayden Wild, mate. Oh, great chat. Great little chat from Hayden. Just give us a little insight, a little, little stab there at the end, Louis. You can see oh, a little smirk on he, he loves it. He loves the yard. I'm being told. I've got Alex Chapman who's coming up on the show after 8 o'clock, and he's standing there with uh, Lewis Hampton of New Zealand Olympics where he's like, can you get him to rap? His answers are so long. We've got to get him onto another interview. So I'll... <laughs> We're trying to get him off the phone, but you can't get him off the phone. He just wants to keep going. <laughs> oh, so you're getting—he's getting told to rap from over in the UK through you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's going, it's going back. We're both getting told to rap, but he's just such a kind of exuberant kind of fellow. And what about the class of him, Kimpy? You know, like just the, the humility. Mate. Yeah, mate. He's a very good. Um, he is a very good chat. You know, like the. The conversation around him, I, I like how he can just roll with it. Like right now, like that's a, a pretty big um, protest that he's got going for gold medal. Yeah, yeah, it's not insignificant, is it? No, like yeah, he can joke about it and go, mate. You know, we need the technology <laughs> so that they can see that I actually took that helmet off beforehand. He's actually making <laughs> light of the situation. He has handled it really well. You know, um, and they're obviously really good mates. And for years, we're going to see those two, um, you know, duke it out for. For a win, uh, yeah, my old, I love it every time we speak to him. He's he's good value. Yeah, Braden Curry, the old uh, um, Kiwi um, long distance athlete down here, he's come out and just said, "Mate, they've just ruined our chances to see just the best sprint to the line for a gold and the silver." So uh, yeah, he was talking there about a clickometer. You know how they got snickometer yeah, in the old snicker. <laughs> Get the old schnicko out there, mate, and then you'll see him hearing them. Hear him unclick it, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not it's not great things, and hopefully we can get it sorted. But loved what he said about didn't Alex help Hugh. that it was an Same. English umpire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't want to take it away from Alex Yee. He spoke about that, but mate, they've just cost us a chance to witness two of the greats who are going to duke it out for the next ten years. Eh, Louis? It's going to be uh, a great watch in the triathlete. Yeah, it really, really is, and um, he's just a uh, like. I think what what the other thing about Hayden is he's young, and these triathletes when they get weathered and they can kind of break himself in like this, we we might be talking about Hayden Wilder as, as Braden Curry in twenty years, you know, like seriously, mm. he might be around for a long time if he wants to keep on on this endurance um, way he goes, and he actually runs like a thirty, oh, he runs like a thirteen minute five k or even faster. He's just a little freak. I can't even fathom the numbers and the stats that they put out. Well. The men's 3x3 team, they got the job done against Trinidad and Tobago. And right now, the women's are going very good against the British Virgin Islands. They are up 5-1 uh, as they, or maybe they're two sets down, though. So the young girl Futu in here, yes, she was she was also in the under-15 North Harbour team that won that comp that year with, uh, with um, DeMont. You know, there's some some talent still running yeah, around. What's the common mm. denominator, Kempi? Mm. Yeah. You know it. You know it, really. Glenn Osborne. What about Auckland? You are very quick. <laughs> no, 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 not as quick as him. What, what, what about us cursing Auckland? Oh, no, they lost. It. I know, oh, I know, the, I, I know, yeah. mate, I know. Yeah, there was, mate, but I, I, I put the curse on Brisbane. <laughs> and then you put the curse on our multi. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we, had, we had four in a row until you jumped on. It's actually oh, so true. We had four in a row, mate, and then you went, I'm go- I've just gone and jumped on the last three. I've woken three. up. And I'm going, oh, no, no. Just I sleep. actually didn't watch any more racing. I just wanted to <laughs> click on the multi Boy, and that, see that it was that multi green was ticks. flying, too. And I was like, oh, no, I missed it. Oh, it must be good they jumped on the last one. And they all 
Looped it. You're right, right. it was flying. It was a place multi, a six-leg place multi in the first three legs, win, win, win from the mail run. And then the fourth one places in the last two run, fifth and sixth. So it wasn't me. No, of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. No, it wasn't you. I'll tell you who it is. It's the Blackfern Sevens about to win a bronze medal. They are about two and a half minutes, let's say two minutes away, and they'll be up 19-0 against Canada. So hard work. They deserve their medal. What a great guy Hayden is. Great attitude. He was so hard done by in the race by the officials, but kept being positive, Jamie. And at least Hayden Wilde knows the Black Caps left the World <laughs> lost felt well, how they felt in the World Cup final. Hard done by great bloke though awesome Hayden Wild. thank you again to the New Zealand Olympic Committee as well for being able to hook us up with uh, one of their mm. star athletes this morning it's been a gold rush we've had gold in the velodrome we've had another gold for Lewis Kleber in the pool and another gold in the pool for Joshua Wilmer as well as a, sil- a silver in the pool and the medals will continue to roll in with the bronze about to happen here on the rugby field. We'll keep you updated throughout the morning how we are going. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 19 minutes past seven, here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. I was asked the question the other night after the Warriors loss about why they start so well but can't maintain the momentum for 80 minutes. Is it fitness, a couple of people asked me. Well, surprisingly, it isn't about fitness. Although set completions can make your job harder to get a win, the reason the Warriors can't continue momentum in games is because we don't have middle forwards to rotate and sustain the good work that um, Adam Fanua Blake and Tua Harris do. Unfortunately, Stace is not getting the impact needed when he rotates his two big boppers. It's a conundrum for the head coach at the moment, and he simply doesn't have the third big middleman to carry on the hard work. That was what Matt Lodge was doing before he took off. For me, I'd probably start Adam Fanua Blake or Tavanga off the bench and hope that a younger middle player can start a game well for the first 20 minutes. Melbourne show, showed us how to do that when they used their rotation by changing the team before kickoff and putting Kamakamika on to start the game. Man, he was big for the Fijian and just worked his butt off for that first 30 minutes. Bellamy made that change to start him before kickoff. He set the team up to win and he allowed his middle rotation to keep building momentum for the rest of the team and for them to go on and get it. Will we see the Warriors change and make that change this weekend? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. They need to make something, Kempe. Um, I, I think defensively too, that is costing them, but they just don't have the defensive mouse or structures to really put teams under pressure. Like you've seen players fly out of line, they don't make that tackle. Um, Jerome Hughes, phenomenal quick hands. They go wide, and the only reason their winger dropped it, they would have scored and would have put them under a lot of pressure. But like you've seen there on the, on the edges, they're always exposing um, Sean Johnson. He's always been... Teams are knowing that whenever Sean's on the edge, they're going straight to there and they're hitting that front ball and that's when Ollum went through and, and scored that try. Look, I just think defensively they're just, <clears throat> they're just lacking. They just mm. don't have the ability to put teams under pressure. They're averaging uh, around 20-odd points a game. They're leaking. And it's, it's, it's not great. You can't win anything if you're not putting teams under pressure and you're letting them complete their sixes. So, 
defensively they need to make changes in that huge loss with Matt Lodge. You're just relying on the big boys to make those decisions. Kempe, is there anyone else that could come in? Well, who are they, the other names that could come in and, and provide that impact? That, that well, a kid called Frey about? started at 17 on the weekend. He hasn't played for two years in the middle. Um, you know, and you've got uh, Jazz Tavanga starting at 13 as a middle forward and, and Bunty of four coming off the bench as well. So, you know, Bunty really isn't doing the job. And if you have a look at what Melbourne did on the weekend, he he changed out Nelson Osefa-Solomona first, but he put him on back with eight minutes to go before halftime and then pulled him off eight minutes after halftime. So he gave him an eight-minute stint, ten-minute break, an eight-minute stint. Like A lot of coaches don't do that, but what he was mm. doing was he was he knew that he had to keep his team in the game because the Warriors should have actually gone on a halftime leading. They had all the field position and all the possession, yet they couldn't get the points. Like you said, they're only averaging 14 mm. points a game um, on the other flip side of that uh, leaking 20 points. So the reason they got it was that their middle and the way he rotated that middle kept up that mm. momentum. Coming out after halftime, getting a repeat, repeat set of six on that, that first um, set, that six mm. tackles, that basically killed the game off them when Jerome came through. And you're dead right. You know, targeting those edge players, we had Luke, um, we had Egan go to the edge because we lost uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita uh, through for a knee injury. Looks like it's a serious injury, won't play again this year. Uh, you just, with big blokes, they just, you know, Jerome Hughes and Munster go, right, that's where we're going. We're going at those little guys that mm. are standing at three and in the defensive line. So, yeah, a couple of a couple of choices Stace has to make this week. Um, it doesn't get any easier with the Tigers winning, you know. He's mm. got he's going to have to get that middle rotation right so he can stay in these games because he's still got three of the top teams to play in the Cowboys, Penrith, and, of course, South Sydney, um, and only Canterbury and Titans who basically the Titans sit on the bottom and Canterbury just above him. So it's going to be a, a tough five games for Stace. What about Nelson? The Nelson Solomon arms. Um, well, they should have gone. Crushed. They should have sent him off. Mm-hmm. You know, he came down. I, I actually said that. That was bad. On the commentary, I said, oh, he's in trouble here because when they showed one angle, he actually saw, you saw the intent. And I think that's where they got the call wrong. Yeah, that's the spunker stuff, mate. You know, like a bunker, mm. you see the intent um, and yet you don't you don't do anything about it. You know, the Nathan Cleary one, you see the intent when he changed his hand and put it out another leg and then flipped him up and his elbows pointed to the sky. That's basically indicated that he was driving the player into the ground. He'll get he'll get four-plus weeks, Nathan Cleary, for that. And I don't think we've heard mm-hmm. the end of uh, Asifa Solomona and, and mm-hmm. the out leading with the elbow on, on Wade Egan uh, on Friday night. Yeah. That wasn't great. Wasn't a good look. Man, that would have hurt. That would have been sore, man. So, well, I reckon he's yeah, got two, luckily, two cracked teeth. Mm. Oh man, it could be way worse. Could have broken broke his neck. Yeah, yeah. Could've I thought he had a neck. broken jaw when he walked off. That's what I thought. But a mm. um, couple of cracked teeth, thank God. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the judiciary, where we get to with all of that. Uh, Twenty Andrew Johns came out and said four months. Eh? Wow. Yeah. I, I no. guess it's so hard to stack these up, isn't it? These tackles versus these high shots versus what Dale Finucane did, head clashes. I think there's going to be so many teething issues for, well, we've seen it in rugby union, and I think rugby league's at a different point, but also very similar confusion. Seven all for the All Black Sevens and Australia in their bronze medal match as the first half is nearing completion. The Black Fern Sevens, well, they hung on. So they're another bronze medal. They are a bronze medal team, the Black Fern Sevens. Probably not what they would have wanted. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, great point. 
<laughs> Great point. We need to throw another medal on the tally. Actually, speaking of the medal tally, we'll do an official update. After this, here's Arahata News for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Our choices for a poll not far away as well. This is Ian Kempe's Birmingham 2022 medal tally. Thanks to Noel Leeming. Your tech team this Commonwealth Games. All right, boys, 27 away from A, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Give your tech the winning edge this Commonwealth Games with the experts at Noel Leeming. Our medal tally, time to officially update you before we do our choices for poll because it all ties together. And this morning we've been on fire. Corbin Strong in the cycling track scratch race, gold. Joshua Wilmer. Gold in the swimming 100 meter breaststroke Parasport SB8 means we had Dame Sophie Pascoe, who obviously, well, she was on fire already. Uh, Lewis Kleber, he won another gold this morning as well. Uh, we've had another silver and we've had a bronze already with the Black Fern Sevens on the rugby field. The All Black 7's up 14-7, so this could change very fast. But currently, to my calculation, the medal tally, 10 golds, 5 silvers, 3 bronzes, dead set flying, boys. What yeah. an effort. Awesome. And, look, yep, plenty more to come. Jeez, I'm worried about uh, Kez's last week. He said 58. He could be headed that way, Kez. Told you, mate. There's no, yeah, 20 plus or 58 plus. Go on 58 plus. Well, he also declared that the Silver Ferns could not win. Can we please stop with so, this? I had to deal with this all Friday, Louis, when you weren't here. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> Two and O, though. But to start, did, great wins. Did, though, great wins. I did not say that. I, I didn't How say that. How could we Very impressive. Very impressive. Pretty good. Uh, we are, look, we're... I'm just trying to work out exactly where we are on the world tally. We're third. We are third. We're still slightly behind England. Oh, actually, not slightly. They've got 32. We've got 17. Um, Australia absolutely streaks ahead. 18 golds, 10 silvers, 15 bronzes right at the top. But right now, we are fending off Canada. And if you know any Canadians in their life and they try and tell you that they're hunting us down, we'll just point them to the gold medal tally because we've got 10 and they've got three. So... So we can stay ahead of the Canadians, I'll be very happy, fellas. That's the middle tally with Noel Leeming. Now, time for our choices flooring poll because I thought we could do this together. Looking for a flooring that's scuff, scratch, and water-resistant. Choose Adobe Hybrid from Choices Flooring. Go to the Izzy Kimpi stream in the SCNZ app and have your choice. Izzy, I just want to ask you, out of the middle sports so far, triathlon, cycling, swimming, or rugby sevens, those are the sports we've meddled in. What captivated you over the weekend? Cycling. I just love the cycling, what they've been through, um, and just seeing what they're putting out on the on the velodrome. Mate, it's been awesome. It's been so cool to watch. So, yeah, cycling for me, and I'm gonna, that'll lead me into my Wizard of the Week weekend at about 7.55. I'll talk about one of the cyclists that's really made me a fan. Oh, nice. Kempi, of the medal sports, what's your choice? Uh, yeah, look, I look, I, I've enjoyed the cycling too. It's been fascinating watching how well our cyclists are, 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 have been doing. Uh, but, mate, I just, I like flicking through channels. 
and watching everything and trying to keep up with it. Um, I'm just enjoying in the and watching the para um, athletes at the same time as as our Commonwealth gold and silver and bronze medalists going through. We're just watching one of the kids on the TV now. Like man, it's just so awesome. It's so awesome for these kids. So yeah, I'm look cycling cycling to be at the top at the moment, but um, yeah, I'm just enjoying the whole lot. Moses Leo has scored again there for the All Black Sevens. They are get a little, give themselves a little bit of a buffer here against Australia. It looks like we might be able to snag ourselves another bronze, and that medal tally will go up again. We are starting to get away from the pack. And Corbin Strong, our latest cycling gold medalist, will be on with Staffy later on today on SCNZ. It'll be awesome to hear about his development. Alex Chapman, News Hub journalist, has spent a lot of time in the velodrome. He's been following the sport. He covered a lot of their reviews as well. I know that last night on News Hub, they did a, he had a little Q&A with one of the medalists just asking about what the expectations here were and what Cycling New Zealand and the athletes themselves wanted to prove at the Com Games. We'll talk to him after eight and staff you with Corbin Strong later on on his show. And for us here, Izzy, yesterday, the UFC, did you watch it? Mm, I did. I did. I did watch that and it was... Not a night for, for Kiwi fight fans, but, mate, the event in itself was, was awesome. Great watch. The, the, the main fight, the, the Pena and um, Nunez, that was gross. <laughs> it was so bloody and just brutal, man. I, honestly, I was actually thinking about Amanda Nunez. I was like, wonder, wonder who her partner is. Like, man, I'd be scared of her, eh? Just standing there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get left to her. Sheesh. Oh, she was so good. You, we don't want to get lippy to Daisy. I just saw Daisy just check his oh, up a couple really? of times on Saturday. He led us into some some, <laughs> some personal information on Friday about the way he's let himself go, Daggy, and Daisy's given him a bit of a tune-up. So yeah, we know he was, we he know was still the boss in the house. <laughs> runs a very good cutter. Uh, the All Black Sevens score again. Another try. It looks like they've wrapped this up and they're loving it. So 26-7, they're going to take a bronze medal. And Alex Bahunin, he's a great UFC reporter, will join us to talk a little bit of UFC, maybe give Izzy some tips if he has to defend himself anytime soon. 21 away from 8, SENZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, the All Black Sevens have done it. Let's let's claim it. Let's take the bronze. Let's add another one. Chalk another one up to the medal tally. We're going. Yeah, we're going good. Declared. Bronze medal for the All Blacks and the Black Ferns Sevens. Alrighty, that's the Com Games update. We'll continue to follow that. But Kempe, it was a busy day yesterday. Yeah, you're dead right. UFC 277 went off with a bang in Dallas, but unfortunately for Kiwi, Kai Kata France, he was on the wrong end of it. Brandon Moreno was devastating, taking his opportunity in the flyweight division, while Amanda Nunes was nothing short of dominant in her title rematch with Juliana Pena. Alex Bohanan is everything USC, covering the sport out of the States. Morena, Alex. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, really good, mate. The night panned out. What about uh, Amanda Nunez, mate? She's devastating. Yeah, man. She uh, she went in there and just beat down Juliana Pena, and she put to rest all of the uh, all of the doubters that that happened between their first fight. Man, um, I, you know, and it, it kind of makes it kind of makes you think like, was that first fight a fluke? Because Amanda, Amanda Nunes looked so dominant last night. 
Yeah, look, I, I watched that first fight and I listened to her uh, her post-match conference when she basically said I didn't want to knock her out. I wanted to go five rounds with her and, and basically say she wanted to make her pay. Is there, is there talk that, she, you know, because I know that the uh, commentators were saying that it was a close fight, but watching I watched the replay and some of the shots that she had, and it, it did look like she took it a little bit easier on her, Alex, out there. Yeah, it sure seemed like she was playing with her food, um, and she kind of just wanted to make Juliana pay for for all of the trash talk that that, that was going on, man. Uh, it, it was not a close fight. Um, yeah, that fourth round got kind of close with an arm bar, but other than that, it was, it was a complete and utter beatdown. Yeah, it was uh, pretty devastating to watch. The blood everywhere in the Oscar was, ooh, yuck. All the kids out there will be watching it going, ooh, that's a yucky. My wife can't stand it. But anyway, I loved it. I booked it. Mate, let's talk about Kai Cutter France. Kai Cutter France went into it. He was pretty dominant. He obviously cut uh, Brandon Marino open. He was getting a lot of shots through the elbows. But then that one devastating liver kick that just dropped Kai Cutter France, mate. Oh, what was your take on that fight? Yeah, um, it was a it was a very competitive fight up until that third round, um, and uh, surprisingly enough, two judges had Kai Car France winning that fight. Um, mm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, hats off to Kai Car France. He came to fight. He came to win, and unfortunately, Brent Brent Reno just uh, put a stop to that. So, so where does Kai go now? Obviously, he's he's lost that one. That would have been his opportunity to fight Iguero. Uh, but mate, he's obviously lost that one. So where does he go back now? Who is who? Who's next up for Kai to get back to an opportunity to fight for the championship? You know, I, I think he should go back and rematch Brandon Roy Val. Um, they mm, fought yeah. September of twenty twenty at UFC two fifty three, and that was a ridiculous fight as long as it lasted and um i think it just makes sense because brandon roy val is right there um talking like he, he wants to fight for the belt he wants to fight a contender i think it just makes a lot of sense um you know i don't think kaikar france drops down or loses a lot of his momentum um mm. you know, so i think a, a nice win over roy val and then a nice win over another good contender and he's right back right back where he was the other belts for you, Alex. Is there anyone that stood out for you that was saying, "Look, look at me," or were they just they all went uh, as planned as as how you thought they'd go? I mean, the other flyweight bout, Alexander uh, Pantoja, he went out there and just destroyed Alex Perez. And I mean, it's 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 kind of it kind of sucks that Brandon Moreno and Davidson Figueredo have to fight for a fourth time because I think Pantoja is probably you know, should be fighting for that belt. Um, and, but other than that, man, it, it was a, it was a nice card. Um, it, it mm. wasn't as strong on paper, but it showed out and it was, it was just a very fun event. And can, can Derek Lewis, the beast, can he come back from this? Obviously going down that, what, what was your take on that, that decision for the referee to stop it? Was it the right thing to do? Cause I felt like Derek Lewis wasn't, um, overly dazed from what happened in the first round, but can Derek Lewis, has he still got much left in the tank, and what do you think of the decision to stop it? Yeah, uh, I personally thought it was an early stoppage, but you mm. can't blame the referee for that because he fell face yeah. he, face forward, and he, he kind of face-planted, so 
you know, uh, while it was an early stoppage, you can't really get too mad at the referee. I think personally, they should just rebook that fight and maybe book it a, a couple of weeks out or a month out and just have them fight again. Um, obviously, Derek Lewis should stop fighting in Texas. He's lost his, he's been knocked yeah. out his last three fights. So, uh, please, UFC, do not have Derek Lewis fight in <laughs> Texas anymore. Yeah, it's not a good homecoming for Derek Lewis. Hey, mate, Alex, we appreciate you coming on the show and shedding some light on the UFC 277. Obviously, Kiwis didn't get the results we were after, but Kai Cutter France will have his opportunity to uh, fight again, no doubt. Appreciate it, mate. Take care. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. There is Alex Buhunen covering all things UFC out of the States. Great to see Israel Adosanya and Alex the Great Volkanovsky, well, ringside there supporting Kai and just giving him the words when he's walking off. You're still a champ. You are a champ. The belief that uh, Izzy would have been instilling post-match. You can see Kai, he was devastated. His tears, he was gutted, and it, that was his opportunity to go out there and uh, you know forge a really solid career in the UFC. But Brandon Marino, that kick... Oh my! I actually thought it was a low blow, Louis. I actually thought he yeah. got him low, and I was thinking, "What's the ref doing? Give him, a, give him five minutes." But then you watch the replay. Oh no, that was just bang. There was actually a stoppage earlier in the card, uh, a gut punch or a rib shot as well, and the guy just went down and he had to call it off. It's like that spot, like under your solar plex there, to your, to the left, and it just if they get it flush where Moreno got it, it just crumpled him to the mm. ground and. It's kind of the, you know, it's mixed martial arts. It's not just kickboxing, and there's so many different, a variety of ways you can win slash lose. And it was kind of cool to see it, not just a, a strike, you know, to the jaw that, that ended it. Like, it, it did kind of, it was like he really used his craft, Moreno. And I think from a kind of a yeah. casual USC fan, I thought that was um, really cool. And yeah, it is, it's a hard sell sometimes when there's that much blood on the floor. The, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, he spoke about it post-day. He spoke, he'd been working on that all camp, Brandon Marino. He'd been working on that kick all camp, and he was like, man, I just can't believe it came off, and, and it worked a treat. But like that guy was getting beat up. He was getting beat up. But every time he got hit, bro, he just kept like growing another like, arm and leg. It was like he was just possessed, and it he was walking towards... Yeah, Kai Kata France. And Kai was just throwing everything into him, but he just kept getting better and better. It's like when you're fighting the devil and like, when you see those movies and they just you keep chopping an arm <laughs> off and, and another arm grows back and then three <laughs> arms come back. It was like that, mate. Like the, Kai just didn't step back. And Kai spoke about that. His biggest strength as Brandon Marino is his mental. Like, his mental game is just phenomenal. And he cut him bad and just got even better and better. Yeah. So hopefully Kai... Kai can, you know, re reassess and come back from this. Uh, the Australian women's sevens team's gone up 7 or 5-0 against Fiji right now. We'll update you that game as it goes on. And the women's 100-metre backstroke's been won by Kaylee McEwen, the Australian. Izzy's Wizard of the Week with a Com Games flavour. Cycling, we head to the velodrome with the Wizard Daggy after this. You're an Izzy Daggy. Wizard of the Week. While cycling, New Zealand has been under so much scrutiny over the last year or so. How good is it to see our cycling athletes putting in the work and getting the results? My Wizard of the Weekend has to be Elise Andrews in the individual sprint showing class and determination to win gold. At times, I thought she was going to lose. 
but she dug deep to win gold and then to see what it meant when she received her medal. Tears rolling down her cheeks, singing the national anthem in te reo Māori even. Well done, Elise. We are all so proud of you. And a quick shout-out to the entire cycling team for their efforts so far. It has been an absolutely outstanding watch. We appreciate all your hard work. But, mate, it's been great. Not only her, not only Elise, you've also got Aaron Gate, who won gold, and Tom Sexton, who won silver. They actually battled it out in the men's 4,000 individual pursuit. But Elise Andrews, she's my Wizard of the Week. Yeah, I saw that too, Is and that was awesome. You know, tears yeah. streaming down, and that that um, that race between the two Kiwi boys, uh, Sexton uh, picking up the gold. Mate, cycling's been outstanding, outstanding. The way they bounced back, gone out there and, and started off and led us into all these medals. Um, plenty of replays, I'll tell you that now. They're going to be plenty of replays yeah. played on TV. Yep, for sure. Plenty of replays, uh, mate, doing an outstanding job. Our cycling, the swimmers, everyone, all our athletes, we're extremely proud of you. Keep it up. There's plenty more. How good to come. Anyway, talk soon. We're going to talk to Alex Chapman. He's uh, part of New Hub's News Hub news team, and he's over there at the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games, and he's going to give us a weekend wrap. So we'll chat to him, and then we'll get some NRL from Kempe. But right now, going to go get a McCafe coffee. He's out of health, the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. After your joints with Go Healthy Glucosamine 60 capsules, now twenty three forty nine at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday, the 1st of August. We're at the 1st of August already. Yes, the birthday of horses everywhere in New Zealand. How good is that? <laughs> hey, got a bit of education on the show from Charlie. You come through, you come through. And what, are you, what sort of well, cake are you getting, Cinerama? Uh, Carrot? <laughs> Carrot cake there, Kempi? A cream yeah. cheese icing? Walnuts? Well, well, I'm not prepared. <laughs> Not prepared to yeah, even not... know it was their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is because it's warming up. It's warming up. I just skimmed through that article that you you, you, you sent through there, Charlie, but appreciate your little education. Uh, gave us a little bit of education this morning on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Anyway, we heard from Hayden Wild on, on uh, Aroha's news piece just then. Yeah, he spoke to us just out of 7 o'clock. If you want to hear that, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on our uh, SCNZ app, and you can have a listen to that entire interview. He gave us a pretty much uh, a good insight to where they're at with the decision to protest appeal uh, that uh, penalty 
that he struck in that triathlon. So go over and have a listen to that. You won't be disappointed. Coming up, we're going to hear from Kempi about the NRL, uh, what happened over the weekend, round 20 of the NRL, some big, big wins in that, and our Warriors. Where do they go right now? Uh, following that, I'm just watching the, new, uh, the Australian Sevens. There's a great player in the Aussie team. Her name's Madison Levi. She's only 20 years of age, and she is a big, tall unit, and she is quick. And she was the one that really put the, our, T, our Kiwi Seven skills under a lot of pressure. Anyway, we're going to head over to the UK and have we chat to Alex Chapman. The opening weekend of the Commonwealth Games has been busy. The New Zealand team has started with nothing short of a bang. The pool, the velodrome, in particular, happy hunting grounds for the Silver Ferns early doors. Alex Chapman is one of News Hub's finest journalists on the ground in Birmingham and has been stalking the action all weekend. He's with us now. Morning, Alex. Morning, Izzy. God, talk it up, son. Go on. I'll take that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> talk it up, Alex. Only the best intro for you, up. son, mate. We, we appreciate all the mahi and the work you're doing on the ground. Let's be honest. <laughs> what are you doing on the ground, mate? Apart from watching a bit of sport, are you enjoying yourself? I'm loving it. We, we have such a, a really um, positive, fun, um, love life crew uh, over here, uh, led by Matua McRoberts. So, um, yeah, pl- plenty of fun, plenty of work, obviously, as well, if my bosses are listening. But, um, yeah, we're really enjoying ourselves as well, obviously. And so much quality sport as well. And the really amazing thing about and special thing about this New Zealand team is they've just got some really – wonderful people and I think that's what's making these moments particularly the golden moments so much more enjoyable from a media perspective as you get to speak to someone like a, a Lewis Clearbert who is such uh, a, a positive figure and obviously you know he, he did that little boogie in the pool yesterday for example or um, Elise Andrews on the bike at the velodrome in London the, the, the smiling assassin as she's being called so that makes life a lot easier from a media perspective to just deal with all these athletes who are just happy to be there and just happy for for themselves and for their country as well. Mate, I just touched on Elise Andrews. She's she's been my wizard of the weekend. She was phenomenal at the velodrome over the weekend. So we're going to touch on cycling New Zealand. How big is it for for them? They've had this bounce back from you know, it's been some positive news for what's been going on with the review back in New Zealand. But how good is this to see cycling New Zealand putting out performance on the on the velodrome? Yeah, I mean, a lot of talk has been about the fact that Cycling New Zealand are going through this rebuilding process. They've got a new high-performance director uh, as well, which um, it kind of made people think that, you know, Paris might be a little bit off the cards. But I'm with you, bro. I I, I love Elise Andrews. She's one of my (laughs) new favourite athletes, I think. And she's um, quite calm and almost introverted and a little bit uncomfortable, I think, with all of this praise that's being heaped on her with all of these gold medals. And then you look at her on the track and she's got this quite uncanny knack of just before a ride, just staring at her um, opponent. There's there's that famous meme where Kobe gets blown in the NBA. Uh, And and it's almost like that, that she's just playing mind games with them. And then she comes out of the velodrome and you chat with her and she's quite, quite awkward about it she's only 22 and that's a really exciting thing not just about elise and not just about the cycling new zealand team but a lot of our athletes like you i spoke to hayden wild before who's only 24 elise is 22 uh rebecca pitch who's part of the cycling team is 23 a lot of these endurance boys who won gold are in their early 20s corbin strange i think is only 23 24 so that's the really exciting thing again is that 
we're going to have these people in our lives for a really long time and hopefully winning golds as well. Hey, Alex, you see a, a lot of the athletes when they're up there receiving their medals and how proud they are singing the national anthem, you know, some tears. And I guess, have you been a part of the, the welcome back to the camp yet where they, they do the haka when they welcome in the, the medalists and that? But it, does there seem to be a like a, an extra um, responsibility to, to be proud to be a Kiwi over there? Yeah, and I think that was kind of exemplified by, <laughs> we keep coming back to it, but by Elise. The fact that Ellie Wollaston had to unfortunately withdraw from that women's team pursuit and that left them with only three riders. And, and the rules of a team pursuit is that you have to have four riders for your start. It is a four-rider event. And Elise, yeah, she's won junior world titles as a pursuit rider in the past, but at senior level, she hasn't really competed. She's one of the best sprinters. Obviously, she won silver in um, the Kieran in Tokyo. So for her to then put up her hand, she, I was talking to um, a couple of the other guys within the cycling team, and it was actually Elise's idea to put her hand up and say, hey, I've got a solution here. I really want to still focus on the sprint. That is my priority. That is why I'm here. But I'll jump on the bike. I'll ride half a lap. And it means that you guys can actually get on the track. And it resulted in a silver, uh, which, you know, that I asked Elise about it afterwards. She's like, it, it, it just made sense. Of course I was going to do it. it. It's for my country. It's for my friends. It's for my teammates. And there's just this real passion behind this fern. And obviously Hayden talked about it with you guys as well, that he didn't want to do it to his country by uh, potentially getting disqualified. If it means a silver medal, then how good? It's a silver medal for New Zealand, never mind the fact that it may be upgraded to gold. So, yeah, man, they're, they're so proud to just be Kiwis, to be honest. Yeah, such unity. You can you can see it in, in droves when you're watching it on TV. Like, you got all athletes from different walks of life in, in the stands supporting, um, you know, fellow athletes that are representing our country, mate. It's great to watch and it's great to see. But let's talk about Lewis Kleber. We watched them in the butterfly come from behind and just show guts and determination mate this i don't know he's still a kid he's so young so this this guy he's just got he's just oozing talent mate is it can he go on to to, to do, do big things in the pool yeah and he's he's still has one more race tomorrow he's got the 200 im which if he if he wins gold tomorrow, and again, we're going to go back to her, if Elise Andrews wins gold in the Kieran tomorrow, one of them, if not both of them, could become just the third or the fourth New Zealander, whatever order it happens, to win three gold medals at the same games, which would be so special. And, and the really wonderful thing about Lewis is, you know, we saw him boogieing in the pool, and um, he just has a massive smile on his face. We chatted to him, oh, maybe four or five days ago and he went around and said good day to every journalist and every cameraman and had a good chat and he did a TikTok with one of our reporters, Narelle Sindos, and he just, again, like a lot of this New Zealand team, just loves life mm. and is just so happy to be part of this New Zealand team. And I think after what a lot of them went through last year in Tokyo with those restrictions, with being in a bubble, with being very much in and out uh, and, and without friends and family as well. And I've spent the last couple of days down with the cyclists and just to be able to share those special moments with, with them. Uh, and we've seen it with Lewis, with the swimming team as well, with his parents last night. One of our reporters, Lisa Raymond, did a beautiful story with his parents, just how special it is being back watching live sport and watching their family members and their kids and brothers and sisters succeed. It's, I think it just makes these games even more important after what happened last year. 
Yeah, so it's hard to get a real gauge of, of where Lewis really sits on the world stage without yeah. um, you know, the powerhouses like United States and China being at, mm. at the Commonwealth Games. Mm. But can we expect big things for him going into into the Olympics in a couple of years? I think so. And you look, just look at the way that he's progressed, particularly in his breaststroke since that surprise bronze medal four years ago. Uh, on the mm. Gold Coast, that he's really developed. He's taken, I think he said, six seconds off his breaststroke time alone. So that puts him up with the world's best. He, he had a very disappointing, by his own acknowledgement, a really disappointing world championships in Hungary just last month. And then the, probably the expectation may have overcome him uh, coming into these games, but he's put that aside and he, he stepped up to the challenge. And, you know, the, the guy that he beat in the butterfly today, Chad Leclerc, is the defending Commonwealth Games gold medalist. He, he is one of... Uh, well, he is South Africa's best male swimmer. He's one of the world's best swimmers. So the fact that Clairbert was able to come from behind on that last 50 to then win gold, he, he's up there. There's obviously still going to be a lot of work to do between now and Paris, but thankfully for Lewis, that, that's still two years away. So, um, you know, we saw him make the final last year in Tokyo. I'd be very surprised if we don't see him meddling in Paris in two years' time. Hey, Alex, we know it's not, not just all about work, mate. English hospitality up there with Matu and Mike Roberts' crew. <laughs> who's, who's got the mantle? Who's, who's the king of the party? Matu and Mike Roberts is. There's a reason he's the Matu. Uh, it's not for his organisation, or just his organisational skills, I should say. He's, um, he, he's very uh, keen on team bonding, would say that. Um, and, and that's what's made this trip so special. Is we've got such an amazing crew who... Um, thank, thankfully our hotel have given us a conference room and we kind of just sit around at night obviously working very hard uh, very early into the morning but um, just enjoying each other's company and Birmingham's awesome man what a cool city some people were um, rubbishing it and um, I'm not going to say which New Zealand city they compared it to but it's relatively close to Auckland um, and we've come here Hamilton. and they're just <laughs> so much fun they, they love Brum, as they call it, and there's beautiful canals and some really cool bridges and um, fantastic bars. Are you, are you standing up on the bridge looking at trains, train spotting? Oh, uh, you know, you, you just got to keep an eye on things. You've got to be aware of your surroundings. And um, but the, the, the like <laughs> the way the sun sets onto the canals and oh, beautiful. Um, obviously it's the UK, so everyone loves a pint um, from kind of oh, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. onwards and all these all these happy hour specials. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a really, really cool place, man. You're selling it. You are selling it. Oh, I tell oh, you God, what, I tell you what, Enterprise I'm going to be the New Zealand ambassador to Brum. Yeah, hey, Alex, thanks a lot for joining <laughs> us this morning, mate. Um, good to see the picture. Louis showed me the picture. You sitting down enjoying the heat there. Uh, over that there was Hayden England. Wild oh, on the phone Hayden? to you. Oh, oh, that was I Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> oh, yes. He was stalking. <laughs> He's uh, stalking them. All right. Oh, oh JP, actually. For hurry up. Yeah, before you hear that, that's right. More interviews, it doesn't matter. Hosking can wait. Um, yeah. JP, before we let you go, what, what do you have to watch over the next couple of days? Like, what's a, what's a red hot event that we've got to get, get into? Um, again, well, I think Clebert in the 200 IM tomorrow is one to watch. The fact that he might be. Um, claiming a third gold medal and then uh, I'm always going to back Elise Andrews to win another gold medal um, it, to, do keep an eye on it boys like that she does this incredible thing where just before an event they line up and everyone's in 
you know, in the zone and focused and looking ahead at the track and Elise kind of just puts her head on her handlebars and tilts her head up and just tries to make eye contact and psych out the other riders. It's it's gold. It's so much fun. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, keep an eye on them. And obviously, we've still got a very full track and field program to come as well. Nice. Beautiful. Nice, Alex. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us this morning on Keeping Izzy for Breakfast. Uh, go well, mate. Enjoy uh, Mato McRoberts' uh, happy hours at, at night, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Easy, boys. Anytime. <laughs> Good man. There we have it. Alex Chapman. He's up there at the moment bringing us all the news back down here in New Zealand about everything Commonwealth Games. Uh, yeah, look, I, I thought he was going to say Zoe Hobbs there is uh, the 100 metres. Uh, I think she's a, she's a dead set chance of meddling there. Yeah, she's well, she's quick. I can't she say no. Her, oh, the Jamaicans, I think there was story. A lot of the Jamaicans aren't here. Oh, they've just come back from the world champs, and they're yeah. not. Got, they've decided to skip the Com Games. It just doesn't because the because obviously the world champs were put back a year because of COVID. The schedules are a little bit chaotic for track and field. Um, but yeah, no, that'll be really exciting to see our track and field athletes go for it. It's been great to come in with a bang with the swimming straight away. I think swimming is such like a classic games sport and it's really good to watch. And of course, Paul Cole, is he? And Joel King, they're yes. both through to the quarterfinals. Yes, 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 they are. They are flying. We'll have to watch them and get them back on the show. Sorry, boys, I'm just trying to fix my pen. It's broken. Uh, but no, that was a great little chat. And uh, mate, I just loved it. My little wizard and then old mate Alex just kept going on to Elise, mate. She's a champion and just watch that space, getting results. I watched the, I watched the start of the race. I saw her giving her the, the old competitor of the old little IA. But they got those goggles on. You can't really see their eyes, so you don't really know where they're looking, but it's pretty intimidating. Yeah, that's pretty weird, but I like it. Like, it's good energy. It's it's pretty like, you know, you do something a little bit different, like Damien McKenzie smiling at the pill before he tries to put it through the sticks. You know, I like that stuff. And Matt from Blenheim's come through. Lewis, certainly Ooh. capable of big things. His time at the 400 individual medley was quick enough to win gold. Yeah, that? Gold. Unbelievable. At Tokyo Olympics, a uh, whole lot of variables, but that's a good stat. Cheers, Matt Blenheim. Yeah, cheers, Matt. And great stat. 200 individual medley tomorrow. He's going to be flying. And maybe when he's back in the country, we can catch up with him. 20 minutes past eight here with Chemist Warehouse, who, by the way, were announced as partners on Friday for the 2021 uh, Women's Rugby World Cup. No, 2020. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, 2021. But, right. Gee, that spooks me every time I say it. But yeah, Chemist, so they're. Um, yeah, they're partnering the World Cup, which is very cool to say. So proud to be here with Kim Sweet. Great savings awesome. every day. And tab.co.nz, Paulie Mwati will be there from here from there after this. Z. 25 minutes past 8am this morning. The South Africans men's sevens team are now up 12 nil against Fiji in the final for the gold medal. Isn't it funny? The um, the cricket as well, but in particular the sevens, you get the world's best sevens teams are really all there. I uh, know America goes pretty good. Um, but Fiji and South Africa, I mean, this would, this is a final you'd see at the Olympics in a, in a World Cup event. So South Africa with the wood on them at the moment, the Australian women's team got their job done in the final and there were some very skillful players there. We've taken bronze in both the men's and the women's. And Paulie Mawadi from tab.co.nz, you're seeing a bit of action on the Com Games, Paul? 
Oh, we sure are. And right now, you can get on the South Africans to win the gold medal in the men's sevens at $1.34. The Fijians are now out to $3.86. The draw's at $11.30. Uh, the, the money before the off uh, was pretty much with the Fijians, who were, I think, from memory, around $1.50, $1.60 favourites uh, just before kickoff. Uh, and what are we? South Africa 12 0 with about just over a minute to go in the first half. But in terms of the con games, it has been very, very popular with punters. Um, just having a look at the triathlon, uh, looks like we paid out both uh, Yi and Hayden Wild as winners, um, even though there was that 10 second penalty. Well done, on Hayden Paulie. Wild. Well done. So, About uh, time you guys the- gave some back. Well, speaking of giving back, <laughs> UFC 277, um, if you had a bet on Kaikara France or Blood Diamond uh, in that head-to-head market, uh, you got your bet refunded up to $50 as a bonus bet um, because they didn't win. Uh, so, And there were plenty of UFC punters around yesterday, so that was very, very popular. But back to the uh, comp games. Uh, how good has it been in the pool? Lewis Clairbert... Uh, the track cycling has just been fantastic. Alex Andrews, Bryony Botha, Aaron Gate, um, the women's pursuit team, for them just to make it into the uh, gold medal uh, race was huge when they were basically riding with three uh, cyclists the whole way. They um, they were superb. So, hey, Paulie. Looking forward to Yeah. What would your event be at the Com Games? Like, Izzy's obviously a... A um, javelin thrower. Kempi's obviously <laughs> a, a, a diver. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, I'd be lawn bowls because the the beers are really cheap at the bowls clubs, <laughs> as you know. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, lawn bowls, and I'd be in the fours, so, I'd, so there's no pressure on me. I, I, I could throw <laughs> a couple of duds, and then my team would lift it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that fag in the mouth sort of stuff. Not that that's you, Paul, obviously. Um, (laughs) Big week ahead, mate, and we will get into all our action at tab.co.nz. Thank you, Paulie Mwadi, the party. Warriors, I think they actually did well to keep it close, and I'm sure there would have been some people that probably would have won some on the point start there throughout the game. We're going to talk some rugby league. A couple of texts have come through with you already come through for you already here. One about Clary's send-off and another one about Nelson Asafa Solomon's non-send-off, which, as you've already said, was very hard to watch. Yeah, it was hard to watch, for sure. And we're going to get Kempe's, uh take on it shortly. We're going to talk all things NRL, but I'm just going to give a shout-out to my old man. He, he obviously did a multi over the weekend, and I sent you boys a multi last night. $3 multi, got a nice solid return. I was like, even my dad can win multis. But then he's done another multi. He's done another multi, and he's messaged me, son, tell Paul I want my money. I was like, what is it? So Bulldogs win both individual halves. And I've gone back, yeah, they did that. They did, but no, they've got to win them both individual halves by points, not be leading at the end of it. So obviously the second half, it was six all, and uh, he missed out on a nice wee solid multi there, so he's spewing. But hey, Dad, that's, that's, you've got to read between the lines. Bulldogs the win print. both individual halves not win every half at the end of it you got to win it with the yeah. points so yeah. uh mate got me going i was like yeah dad I'll, I'll, I'll let him know i'll tell him right now and then i had to read between the lines i was like oh dad six or the second half you don't win mate sorry they oh. don't go halves 
<laughs> now he's going to make you do two rat tests before you come inside. He won't be, <laughs> won't be happy with you. Tough past eight. Uh, he, he had a little, that multi, he landed Addington Harness. Oh, just some, <laughs> some very deep and dark areas there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Looking wide to find a winner. Half past eight. Kempe's going to talk some rugby league. Our choices for and poll results still to come as well. And just a shout-out to the Black Caps and Mark Chapman. Chappie, not related to Alex, he nabbed himself a ton this morning and they bet Scotland again. The Black Caps are on a never-ending tour and they're winning every game. They're playing Ireland, Scotland, and then they're about to play the Netherlands as well. So they're going really well. And the other team we've got to give a shout-out to is the Sale GP team. Can we get Pete Burling on the show tomorrow? Because they had their first win. What an incredible effort. They've been toiling away uh, Kiwi sailors around the world kicking butt. So we'll try to track them down, I reckon. 29 away from nine. Kempi Talk Talks some lead after Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ 26. Six and a half away from 9am this morning. Smithy up after nine, then Staffy into the Arvos. Lots of Commonwealth Games coverage. You have to wonder, how many athletes did Australia send? Because every time you look up, the Aussie flag goes up, up, up. They're just meddling for fun. I wonder if they've sent half the country. I don't know. (laughs) Are they that good? Well, they sent half in England to Australia, didn't they? (laughs) <laughs> you reckon they come back to get their vengeance They're just going home Maybe they could stay there They're pretty handy, the Australian swimmers Good t- good team yeah, name as well Very good Dolphins very good. <laughs> Not not <laughs> Staffy's mate, Wayne Bennett's Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was so that good That was so good Oh man, got me, got everyone The only thing Katie I'll Brown say is got him. I wonder if Katie Brown could have done the 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 reveal like I feel like she let him off the hook with the I, reveal yeah so did I I think she had him so good that she could have like there could have been a way they could have twisted the dagger because he was yeah. <laughs> he was like we'll get them out of jail off the woman off the drugs whatever I think <laughs> yeah, yeah I've yeah. been in that situation I, heard that. I was like Oof. I was yeah. just gonna say is I've been in that situation where you've got them hook line and sinker and then you start to feel really bad about it. <laughs> I remember, I remember, you your remember Kiwis tell, coach. telling you about the junior Kiwis coach, <laughs> and I had all the boys sitting around the around the bed, and I'd phone him in his room, and uh, I'm asking him about all the boys sitting around. You know, well, what about Carl Hong? Oh, yeah, no, he's a very good player, very fast, and oh yeah, and what about Kevin Ira? Yeah, no, he goes all right. And then I got through four or five players, and I thought he went, "Who's this?" Like that. And I hung the phone up, and we walk out of the room, and he's looking out of the door. He's looking out of the door, mate, at the hotel to see who comes out of the rooms, and and he caught and he caught me. He caught me looking at him, and now I knew that was my that was my time done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. You do feel a little like if it goes on too long, it kind of becomes not funny anymore. But I just thought Katie could have twisted him and pinned him to the ground. Oh, it was pretty good. Um, Twenty five away from nine choices for him. Poll. Today, we're looking at the Commonwealth Games medal sports that we've had so far. Choices, flooring's Adobe. Hybrid is water and scratch resistant, the perfect flooring choice for busy households. 
what middle sport has had you hooked on the game so far? I chose swimming. That's had 11% of the vote. But cycling, as you men both pointed out, has taken 67% of the vote. And I think when you're meddling at that sort of rate, Izzy, it's just hard not to find it infectious. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I just, yeah, I just had so much fun just watching it. There's so many different events, like the Kieran, and she just a bit. And then obviously the one when um, uh, our last medal uh, this morning when we just got on air. That was uh, obviously a 58 race, 58, 50 laps or something, 50-odd laps to go around, and then you find the eventual winner. Uh, mate, awesome. Love the cycling team, particularly with what they've been through, to come out and just do that, put in the performance and un- unveil some, some new names for me in particular. It's been awesome. Beautiful stuff. Uh, we are 23 minutes away from nine. Rugby league over the weekend has been heating up. So has the uh, AFL, by the way. There's only a few rounds left there in the Australian rules competition, but the Aussie competitions are starting to really cook into action. So, well, this was a pretty controversial moment. And staying down is Egan. Okay, hang on. He uh, might be trying to Tackle milk three. something here. He seems to be holding his face, and so maybe oh. a suggestion of a, uh, a forearm or a shoulder. The, uh, the referee has stopped the clock. We'll see what's going on very shortly. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be lucky to stay on here. Might get 10 in the bin, Nelson. Falling down on top of the player with his elbow to the face. Oh, yeah, he's gone. 100%. It's a shocker. Nelson! Nelson! This could be busted jaw or something, fellas. He hasn't let go of his face. He's in all sorts. He's on report. That's it. That's it. That is it. That's interesting. Wade Egan is coming off the field. He's holding that jaw. Yeah, he is very sore. He was very, he was very lucky. Like honestly, there's an angle there. He'll go, I guarantee you that. When he'll get, he'll get called in the judiciary, he'll go for that. But, but the thing with it, it came bang straight after a penalty just before it, as they're coming out of their half. Coming out of their half, he gave a penalty away, and then the very next set of six, he gave that one away on Egan. So um, lucky to stay on there. The, the Warriors are unlucky; they weren't playing against twelve men. And yeah, for sure. Melbourne is he now? I've got a bit of they got a bit of work ahead of them because they will lose him. So I don't know how long they lost Nick Meaney too, the fullback. Like he was a real surprise packet for me on the weekend. Was Nick Meaney? I hadn't really rated him all year, but it was, it's different when you get to see them in the flesh and and watch them carry the football. Mate, that kid can play. Really, really surprising. And Mike has agreed. Kempe, you can't. Can you explain to me how he sat on the field and doesn't even get a, a ban? Well, he will hopefully. He has been. He has been put on report, Mike. So we'll watch that one with interest. There's some great questions around rugby league. Talk to about that and who is looking good along those Broncos lines after this 21 away from nine. Is in Kempe for breakfast. Find Lemps at Max day and night cold and flu. 16 capsules for just $13.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we're coming up to 16 minutes away from nine. Well, Kempe, Izzy, must be corrected here because we've had five people text, including Adam... Uh, and GB, according to the latest NRL news, Nelson Asafa Solomon has not even been charged by the match review committee. If that's true, it's a disgrace. He got off, he didn't even get charged. It's crazy. He hasn't been charged. Disgraceful. That's what people are saying, which Kempi is shocking for you, is it? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I, look, I don't. I'm, I don't know whether or not he's um, he's been off. So we'll just check that up. Sorry, sorry if we've missed that, but. Um, from where I was sitting in the commentary box, and I'm, you know, I have the the privilege of watching the replays. He should be 
he should have been cited and should have to answer yeah. for that because it was dead set um, with intent. So, oh, look, I'll tell you what, the bunker, the judiciary, the captain's call, there's, there needs to be some sort of, um, I guess, a reset from the NRL in the off-season, even contracts. You know, the contract saga this year for us at the Warriors has been an absolute nightmare. So uh, to, to say that I'm surprised, no, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised if that's the case. <laughs> Mate, what are we saying that there had to be a, a, a broken very jaw? serious injury, a broken jaw, or even bit worse, like but could have broke his neck. Well, that's around the head area, and concussions obviously at the forefront of the uh, the game at the moment with so much chat, particularly in rugby. And then someone like Asafa Solomola, who is huge, mate. Imagine the weight going down on his neck. They need to set an example of this for sure. Like otherwise, it, they'll just keep carrying on, and then there'll be a situation when something like this does occur, and a player is seriously injured. But they go back and say, "Well, this is the same as that," and they'll go use this evidence from this game and say, "Well, you know, if you let this go, you gotta let this go." So, look, they need a, ma- a set of precedents for this and make an example of it for sure. This this can't be the end of it. No, and a, and a week earlier they had the the Canterbury kid that uh, raked his hand across the face of uh, Tino. Uh, up there at the Gold Coast, you know what I mean? And he gets three weeks. And and it's nowhere near as bad as this. So, mm. you know, the inconsistencies in around the judicial process needs to be needs to be sorted out. But I guess if Nelson has got off, got off um, Craig Bellamy would be happy about that because he was struggling for injuries and players being out being out of the side, go running into the finals. They, they find themselves back in the four, um, playing the Titans this week as well, you know, to try and secure that spot with five games to go after beating the Warriors. Um, and they were looking scratchy. They they are looking, still looking scratchy. I think. Yeah. Excuse me. Cam's uh, come through. He definitely hasn't been cited, and I've just come across that as well. Yeah, he was not cited by the match review committee. Uh, but Andrew Joey John said he should get four months. One of the worst displays of thuggery in the game this year. It really is staggering when you watch it back how dangerous it was. Jackson Frey was the only player charged. From the game, Kimpy, we've got Jeff here saying, are the Sharkies a chance this year? And they had that ding-dong battle with Souths on Saturday night. A four-pack that is a bit light, but the back line is as good as any in the comp. I love the win over the Rabbitohs. Gutsy from Jeff. Yeah, no Dale F- uh, Finucane either, you know. So they've done it really, really well. Uh, he had three shots at field goal, Latrell Mitchell, um, at the end of the game, and just couldn't get the couldn't get it done, and and Nico Hines jumps up after a penalty. I don't know if you've seen the tackle, but Burgess got caught next to the winger, and uh, he was getting smoked on the outside by Mulatalo, and he just launched himself out. He always, he's another player that's probably going to spend two or three weeks on the sideline. Um, but yeah, look, I think I think the Sharks are a dead set uh, chance. I think with what's happened on the weekend, so yet Cleary is done for lifting, so he's done for a spear tackle. It was pretty bad on Dylan Brown. They've got a pretty um, interesting run home because they play a few of the top the top sides. There's no Luai, no Crichton, no no Cleary at the moment. They were getting done by Parramatta anyway. That was always going to be a really tough game for them, so Parramatta go and win that, take two points off them. Um, the Cowboys are now only six points behind them with five games to go, so even the minor premiership isn't wrapped up for Penrith given that they've got these three players out. So, you know, there, there are a few. The Cowboys looked really good against St. George last night. How good is Nanoi? It's a front row. So the first four tries, um, top try scorers in the competition, are f- four of the five top try scorers in the competition are wingers, and this kid's second, mate, and he's a back rower. You know, he scores, <laughs> he's got 16 tries or something like that, and I'm like, man, he is such a good player, and he's only 20. 
you know. So big, big um, career in the game. Uh, Nano out, but the Cowboys, they look, I think they they look good. I, I still think the Broncos, even though I put the hood on them la, um, last <laughs> week by, by calling them as the Smokies to win the competition, then losing to the bottom team, I still think they're a chance. But I don't think it's as clear cut now as, as, as everyone's thinking. Mm. The only difference with Penrith and these boys not playing is that they get a chance to recoup, you know, sit out work on their, their niggly injuries and come back and hit the ground running in the semis because they'll finish in the top two. Um, that's basically guaranteed. And they'll get a game and then a week off. So whether or not you know they, they keep them fit enough, they're a little bit rusty in their first game. But yeah, I, I don't think it's as clear-cut now as Penrith saying, yep, they're going to win it. Kempi, I'm, I'm a Tigers fan because of Benji when he was back there playing for the for the Tigers, obviously, he's going back to coach with Robbie Farah and Sheenzy. Mate, is this, uh, can we take a lot out of this, what we're seeing lately, a little resurgence? They got obviously unlucky last weekend against the Cowboys in that situation with the call and the kickoff. They could have had back-to-back wins against top-quality teams. Mate, what, what can you put their resurgence down to? Oh, look, I think I think knowing that Tim Sheens is there in the, in the, in the coach's seat and that you know they're building that old culture back again. So mm. um, I think they're, you're dead right. They've moved Luke Brooks. You know what I mean? They they sort of Luke Brooks. When you look at what Luke Brooks did, so Mitchell Moses and T- Tedesco, they had the best spine in the competition if you think about it. And then yep. Tedesco and, and Mitchell Moses go, no, no, we're out. I'm, one, I'm Tedesco. I'm going to Sydney City, and Mitchell Moses goes, I'm going to Parramatta. And Luke Brooks was meant to go too, but he stayed there and he's, you know, battled along with with all sorts of people in and around him at fullback and 5'8". Um, but I think they've just had enough of him. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play there anymore and that Benji and them are already working on what that shape looks like for next year. So I do think they're going to get a couple more wins, is he? I think the West yeah, Tigers are going to get a yeah. couple more wins. Yeah, Nathan would be happy about that. He says, good morning, gentlemen. You have to feel sorry for them. Uh, look, to go to the home of top four Cowboys and robbed of victory at full time this week, the Bronx out of the top four, but Jackson Hastings' is leg broken by a dog tackles out for the season. So, yeah, Nathan makes a good point there. Um, Zane says, yeah, Nelson got off scot-free, not charged as usual. The Storm gets special treatment. He was 10 times worse than Jared Wadaria Hargreaves, giving a little bit of forearm action. Zane, Richie says, Kempe, they need to use one of New Zealand Army's javelin Bracket bu- bunker busting missiles on the NRL's bunker. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Rich Richie, taking things to the extreme. And Mark wants to know how long Cleary will get. Well, I think he'll get a minimum of four weeks, but the intent is where they're going to have to argue to keep it down. You know, because he actually moves when he makes the tackle. He's got his hand on the on the player's back, but he shifts his hand and puts it between the legs, and then it's all around the driving of that that leg over the top of his body and pushing him back down into the ground. He's really lucky. Like Dylan Dylan Brown, he's lucky he fell with his with his head tucked under because he would have been straight um, pegged in the ground if he if he didn't. And I think that's one of the most serious ones that I've seen this year. So they've already set a precedent with four weeks for a similar one. Um, that was on the the hooker that used to play here place for Manly. Well, name just escapes me there. But yeah, it's it's really 
interesting for Penrith because now Ivan's lost you know three top quality players I think for about two to three weeks how is their resilience there's some rugby league with Tony Kemp uh, running it straight every Wednesday at 3pm with Sammy Hewitt and also live commentary here on SCNZ your home for rugby league in Aotearoa and very proud of it seven away from nine the doyen Ian Smith up after this life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.